0: Good morning! My name is Amelia and I'm the River Kids director here at The River. Today I want to share with you the story of Abraham from the Bible and how God's calling upon his life can be our calling and his blessing can become our blessings too. For a long time it was really hard for me to see Abraham as an ordinary man. Abraham has a big name. Uh, He is a prominent figure, not only in Christianity, but also in Islam and Judaism. Abraham is the patriarch of three major faiths in the world, counting for well over half of all the people on earth. But, 4,000 years ago, Abraham was just an ordinary man. In fact, the life story of Abraham could read like any other life story a man married to a woman, longing to have children of his own, just like all the men before him. Abraham was a man who seemed mostly concerned with his own family and situation. In fact, after reading his story many times over, I still wonder about his visions, deeds, and accomplishments that led to such a big legacy. I mean, what did he accomplish? Abraham did not invent anything, conquer any nations, or leave us with profound philosophy. All he did was get a child. But we do know that his story began with a call. And it seems that his response to this call probably what made him the man that we know of today. As the father of faith so let's take a look at this call of Abraham the Lord had said to Abraham grow go from your country your people and your father's household to the land I will show you I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you I will make your name great and you will be a blessing I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the people on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him. Leaving your family and your home country, almost everything that is familiar and secure to you, your whole identity is kind of a big deal. I left my parents and my home country when I was 15. It wasn't because of a call or following a purpose, but it was because of a situation that compelled me to leave. 1998 was not exactly a very safe time for a Chinese and Christian minority in Indonesia. But even so, leaving home was still very hard. I had a baby brother when I left in 1998, so leaving him for many months at a time means that he no longer recognized me whenever I came home. In Indonesia, I was in a rigorous and prestigious high school, so if I graduated successfully, I would have been accepted into almost any university in the country. Many years of hard work no longer made a difference now that I left the country, which was a humbling realization. And leaving the comfort of my parents' home to live with a relative that I'd never met before in my life was also tough. So at an early age, I realized quickly how wrapped up I already was in my treasures. The things that I considered secure important and worthy i could only imagine how much how much more difficult it would have been if i was older like abraham he was 75 years old when he set out from haram his home having built a life with a wife and rich possessions and connection and status so i wonder what was so compelling For him to live his seemingly established life. Was what God promised him that important to him? Now, in the previous passage, Genesis chapter 11, verse 10 through 32, the Bible laid out Abraham's genealogy, starting from Shem, one of Noah's sons. But this line of nine generations suddenly stopped at Abraham because Sarai, his wife, was childless. So when God promised to make Abraham into a great nation, could Abraham be thinking, well, to make a nation, you need children. So yes, God, that's something I want, so I accept your promise. It's definitely possible. But honestly, we can only guess about his reasonings. What we know is that he left. He did not let his treasures, his comfort, his security and identity hold him back from responding and moving towards God's promises. Another reading of the earlier passage also revealed an interesting thing. Let's take a look at Genesis 11 verse 31. Terah took his son Abram, his grandson Lot, son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, the wife of his son Abram, and together they set out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. (coughs) Abram's father, Terah, also left his homeland to go to Canaan, but his movement prematurely ended in Haran. I wonder if he heard God's calling too. I wonder if he was the man who might have been the father of faith if only circumstances did not stop him. Abraham's journey was filled with twists and turns, but. He did not let this stop him from moving. He did not seem to fix his life based on circumstances. And one of those twists was this. The Lord said to him, know for certain that for 400 years, your descendants will be strangers in a country, not their own, and that they will be enslaved and mistreated there. But I will punish the nation they serve as slaves, and afterward, they will come out with great possessions. You, however, will go to your ancestors in peace and be buried at a good old age. This passage really surprised me. It feels like bait and switch, doesn't it? Abraham was told that the land that he was promised for in the beginning of his journey yeah that's not gonna happen not until 400 years after your descendants serve as slaves and you are buried in the ground this is huge i can imagine many people could get angry with such a development indeed i know many people who feel like god did not keep his promises to them especially after they felt like they've done everything for Him, the sacrifices that they have made. People become bitter because they don't believe that God is truly good and truly loves them. Many fall into the narrative that came from eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that God's blessings are dependent on us believing and following the right thing practicing the right doctrine so when the promised blessing don't come they wonder what happened where's God but not Abraham this twist in the journey did not seem to anger or unravel him he was able to stay faithful to the journey and the life that was given to him Abraham understood that God's promise was bigger than himself and any circumstances, bigger than what he could have imagined and measured at any point in his journey. And I wonder if this could be partly why Abraham was called the father of faith. So I am left with several major questions as I pondered his story and its lessons for my own life. What is God's call for me? Is it possible to pursue the wrong call? Do we have to be as radical as Abraham, leaving everything behind so that we may receive and be a blessing for others? Well, <clears throat> our society is obsessed with purpose and passion. need to find what our life's true calling is and follow it and the implicit promise is that if you do that everything should fall into place you will be great and lead a happy life but if you do not find your call or purpose life can become difficult you may become unhappy or depressed so this pressure to find your passion, your calling, starts very young. Mainstream career advice often tells us, follow your passion. Do what you love, what you're passionate about. Which is not bad advice necessarily, but in reality, people love to do many different things. And our passions change over time. So this advice can be unhelpful, and can put us in a really bad cycle, especially if life does not pan out the way that we plan for. If our efforts fail to give us successes, we can become easily discouraged. Following our passion does not lead to the fullness of life. In his calling, God said to Abraham, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. And I will make your name great. I will bless those who bless you. Now this is important to understand because God's call was not about Abraham doing or accomplishing something. God's call was about God doing something for Abraham, for us. I don't know about you, but I find this to be so liberating. First, because if I believe this, then the blessings upon my life do not depend on me and my pursuits. And that relieves a lot of pressures. In fact, this passage suggests that it is God who is pursuing me to bless me. Secondly, trusting in God's love and goodness seems to be the key to what Abraham eventually attained in his life. And this is the opposite of the narrative that is held by our society. God is calling us to first receive our worthiness in Him instead of pursuing and earning it through our efforts. Galatians chapter 3 verse 14 says, Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing He promised to Abraham so that we who are believers might receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith. Through Jesus and the cross, we know that we are worthy of the life of God's Son. We are worthy of agape love. We no longer have to be defined by our securities and treasures so we can go on a journey and keep on moving no circumstances can can stop us from our movements and from receiving the same blessings that were promised to abraham and that is the life of faith that is beyond measures where our blessings become blessings for others Now, Abraham's story uh, also reminded me of another story of God's calling, calling the Magi with his star. The star gave the Magi a glimmer of paradise and puts them on the move. There may be turns and pauses, but the star is not fixed. It keeps moving, and you keep moving. You grow, and you continue. It seems to me that God's call for us has always been about our movement, inviting us to move with Him and towards Him. And everything else is details. So, if you feel like you can't find your call, your purpose, your passion, or if you have exhausted your search, my practical suggestion is maybe you can just pick a star. Whether that is a job, a study, a place. Of course, you are going to employ some wisdom and please pray and discuss it with people who care about you. But you're not gonna be stuck. And you're not letting your fear, your past, or your treasures hold you back. And this approach does not only apply to the big things in life but also to the daily, mundane, and practical things. If you have been feeling down, lost, and stuck, you can try to do something. Take a shower, take a walk, or a nap, call a friend, or eat a meal. These are your calls for the day. We do not need to labor over every single decision all the time. Do not underestimate how inspiring a walk can be. You may come home gaining a new perspective. And if you have children like me, you may know how a meal could shift mood and attitude entirely. So someone I love dearly has this condition called hangry. And when this happened, everything in the world seemed wrong and there's not much I could do to get this person out of this troubling reality. But in the rare moments that this person trusts my love and accept my offer of, let's say, beef jerky, things begin to shift quite dramatically. Now, I know this is a silly example, but my point is when you go on assuming God's love. When you accept the mystery and the reality of its love for you, a mundane thing or even a mistake could be turning points towards a greater life. Now, if you know and have the desire to do something, like uh, write a book, go back to school, start a business, you can go ahead and do those things too. You do not have to wait to be certain. Sometimes step number three, four or five do not reveal itself until you take on a couple of first steps. Abraham had no idea where he was going when he left everything behind. God only said, I will show you. And Abraham took him at his words. Abraham was betting his life on God's unconditional love and goodness. And in God's reality, there's no fail and no mistake. At River Kids, we always end our story with some wondering question, So I would like to do that for you. And if you would like to discuss this with me afterwards in the breakout room, I would love to do that as well. So here are the questions. I wonder what would you find the courage to do if you knew you are truly loved by God. I wonder what being faithful to the life that God has given you looks like to you practically. I wonder how trusting in His love affects the way we see and treat ourselves and others. Thank you.